This is the fear of science. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Fear of Science, the podcast that dives into the wide world of science topics and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science fear with special guests and more surprises and learnings along the way. My name is Daniel Chai, at I am Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter, at Jeff underscore porter underscore creative oh god my Perfect. social media game is not good at all and the reason why we gave our social media quick plug off the top is because today we are talking about uh, uh, a relatively recent phenomenon in the grand scheme of everything and that is the world of social media and the fear of social media yeah. uh, now joining us in studio here in the beautiful inspiration lab at vancouver public library we have two special guests to help us figure this all out who do we have and what are your handles uh, my name is Jameson, and my handle is at Jameson Eileen. And Jameson is spelled Jamieson. It confuses people. <laughs> so there we go. Thank you, Jameson. I'm Brianne Williamson, and you can find me at Brianne Williamson. Perfect. Now, uh, uh, as, as well, let's actually, before we dive into this, uh, uh, Jameson, what brings you here to chat about fear of social media? What is your relationship uh, to social media? Uh, I've been working in digital marketing and social media for, I think, a little over six years. And my background in it is really brand building and personality building. And like right now, there's a lot of talk around authenticity with social media and people wanting to be authentic, whatever that means. And then the call out of like, if you're trying to be too authentic and how mixed up it is right now and just getting back to having like a voice and a personality mm. and being real, whatever that means. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Glad to have you and your expertise here. And and Brianne, what is, uh, what is your connection to social media? So my connection is I'd say personal because I've never had a career in social media besides my personal one that I've built now. Um, and my connection to it is that I'm a YouTuber. I'm an Instagrammer. I hate that <laughs> word. Um, and I also have a podcast. So I kind of do an umbrella of all the social medias. And um, I guess I would say that I am a content creator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I think that's kind of the interesting thing with social media now is it's, it's really about creating that content across all of the platforms. Yeah, I think that it's whenever someone asks, what do I do? I don't know how to sum it up because I mm. think it is a newer thing. Yeah. And when I use um, phrases that would sum it up, you kind of get the eye rolls sometimes, yeah. like influencer or content <laughs> creator. Right. People are like, hey, what is that? That's not a real job. Yeah. So then you find yourself, I guess, trying to explain what it is, and then it becomes this long list. Yeah. Because I think what's going to happen is people eventually are going to have parents that are influencers or content creators and when there's a kindergarten like show and tell what does your mom do it's gonna be like oh she's a blogger but growing up that was just not a thing yeah. so so many people now just don't know what that is or see it as a 
career in general. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to sum it up. And I tend to change what I classify myself <laughs> as all the time. I'm like, am I a YouTuber today? What am I? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I and, and I think that's totally a, a fair point. And I think that's because uh, social media and, and our relationship to social media seems to be changing every day. And I think every single person has their own personal beliefs and connections with social media. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it gives everyone a platform and a voice. All of a sudden it went from, you know, the people that you would see in media, on television or in radio to anyone can uh, shout out into the ether what they're feeling <laughs> and what they're thinking. Uh, it's a really powerful time and then a terrifying time at, yeah. all yeah. at once. And, and of course, that, that, is, that does tie back into this episode, which is the fear of social media. Oh, great job. I was literally, <laughs> literally about to pull that out right there. You're welcome yeah. uh, for that setup, Jenny Jai. Segway. Same <laughs> wavelengths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think as yeah, like Daniel was just saying, the it's the the fear. Like, why do we, why do we fear this? Is is it the fact that it is this this ether you're just yelling out into, and even for good? Like, is that is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Like, how, what do you? Are, is anyone afraid of social media? <laughs> I asked this question. On I feel like I know the answer to this one. But. You know what? I'm sometimes afraid of not having that buffer. I've had to learn to be very, um, you're your own boss when you're putting things Mm. out there. There's no um, guard in between you and what you're personally putting out and you're deciding where's that line. So for me, that line is, if my grandma watches this video, will it be cool? And that's just a personal decision. Mm, Some people it's, I'm gonna put, anything that's good with me and some people it's much more PG you know I don't want if this couldn't be shown on a television network I don't want to put it out there so it is this new thing where you're you're self moderating and it's um it sometimes that does scare me because there are are things that in the past or even as I'm doing that I'm like I want to push this boundary but is this going to come back to haunt me yeah and it's out there yeah it's out there like there's no deleting a video it's already been recorded it's already saved somewhere in the universe so yeah yeah, I guess that's where any fear I might have might come from Hmm. yeah Uh, I have nieces and a nephew who are, uh, my, my siblings are about 20 years older than me, so my nieces and my nephew are now um, like graduating high school or in university or, and um, because social media, you're so uh, visual and present, I have, I actually have a hard time identifying as an influencer and I have people all the time being like, well, you're, you're an influencer. Like I, I went to an influencer event the other day and I went there and, and people are like, oh, you, you're an influencer, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, well, why are you here then? This is a, I'm like, well, I don't know. Influencer is uh, such a weird term. Like, yeah. Yeah. it sounds so douchey. It does. Except for all the influencers listening. Yeah. Who's yeah. Going to, uh, we love uh, you. Tweet us. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and I think for me, the the thought that my, that these people that I grew, like I've known them since they were in diapers and I love them and I understand that um, I have an influence over them. Them, there's this uh, feeling of like, do I post this picture where my butt's out, or do I post mm-hmm. this? And by the way, I did. Uh, <laughs> or, do, or do like I, I post this uh, 
this post on like marijuana or CBD and this this thought of like uh, is what I'm putting out there would I stand by it if I was in a conversation with someone right and if that's the mm-hmm. case then I absolutely go for it mm-hmm. but I definitely have moments where I put something up and then I I think about it and I'm anxious and I'm like oh my god oh my god I'm gonna get deleted so, um and outside of my own social media accounts, I do sometimes have anxiety about jumping into political conversations mm-hmm. because uh, internet vigilantes, uh, mm-hmm. they bulldoze over everyone. And I that energy that you expend in those conversations is exhausting. Yeah. So um, that's where my fear base sort of sits is like, am I putting something out there that I really stand behind? Uh, and getting involved in those conversations, which are really heavy, mm. um, especially when it comes to like, man, strangers on the internet, they're terrifying. Yeah, that's something yeah. I never really thought about too, is that like, for me, just as a person who's not an influencer and I don't have much of a following or anything, I just post somewhat my life, a filtered version of my life. Mm -hmm. But I don't worry that, you know, if I say something about CBD or something on my social media, that other people will be influenced by that. And I don't have that, that burden. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to, to feel that pressure of actually changing the minds of people based on what I post. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, uh, uh, on a random side note, was it uh, one of the one of the Kardashians who who tweeted about Snapchat and, and oh, their yeah. and oh, the yeah. change in Snapchat down. and the stock went like plummeting, yeah. you know, yeah. just from an influencer mm-hmm. tweeting about their displeasure with with something you know that a company did and bam, right? Like that's there's some real world uh, uh, influences and real world consequences to what happens on social media. But it's crazy that social media has that power yeah. that that the people themselves might not even be aware of the fact that they have this power to to even slightly change the world but change the minds of of other people mm-hmm. um and that's i think that's what scares me about social media yeah. that's it's that this exists that no matter who you are your opinion can be heard and right now we're talking about possible good things mm-hmm. uh, that you're you're tweeting out or whatever instagramming out um but then you've got the other side of it you've got the the assholes you've got the mm-hmm. uh, extremists you've got the nazis you've got all those and people right how quickly it catches fire like the there was a girl in the netherlands who committed suicide and someone on social media presented the story that she was legally euthanized i heard about and that, that yeah. caught Fire. Like people were had videos out about it. People were tweeting about it. They were posting about it. They were outraged. And then when you did a little bit of research, you uncovered that she actually committed suicide and she wasn't legally euthanized. Yeah. But the uh, insane backlash against mm-hmm. the government uh, right. and and that like it was so uh, detrimental. To, it could have been so de- detrimental to the legalization of euthanasia. Euthanasia. Yes. Yeah. And, and like it's interesting at that point too yeah. like that information came out and then I think it was even the family of the girl that clarified and said no no this yeah. wasn't medically induced suicide this was actual suicide yeah. um, and nobody 
tweeted or nobody shared that yeah. information. Nobody hung their head in shame and said, oh, I got it wrong. Yeah. People Oops, just quietly, they just quietly yeah. deleted their posts. And there are still people out there who believe the narrative yeah. that this that this legalization uh, needs to be stopped because teenagers are being, it is, it is like there is a power behind it mm-hmm. and it can be used for such good and it also can be used for incredible bad. Yeah. I think that's what I love so much about social media is that in these like these days everyone can be their own entrepreneur and it's so much more accessible everyone can create in a more accessible way um for me being an lgbtq plus creator i can put content out there that i think is important to be out there that you maybe aren't going to learn in school um or you're not going to see represented on tv or Mm -hmm. in regular media um so that's an important voice to have and it's a cool space to be in that said um you have people that are maybe presenting alternative that you can't you can't control it that's the great thing and the not so great thing so i remember growing up and i wanted to be an actress right most because i was obsessed with drama and i loved creating things and at that point when i was growing up the only option was to audition yeah you know i didn't have the option that kids have these days that's hey i'm gonna write this uh tv show and then I'm going to film it with my friends and put it on YouTube and maybe mm-hmm. it'll take off, which has happened to friends of mine. Whereas, um, and then they've gotten picked up by things like Netflix. So now you can, you have that power. You're taking the power away from someone giving you a yes or a no. Yeah. But then with that, there's no one saying yes or no to all the negative stuff that people can put out there as well. Yeah, so that's right. the catch 22. Yeah. And then the pressure of like whether you're going to do well or not and yeah. not knowing what's going to do well. and right. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, what do people want? Mm-hmm. Now, do we uh, do we all remember our first social media platform? You know, because nowadays, I, I guess the big you know the big three for me uh, is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But there was social media like even before then, right? Yes. Back oh, in, yeah. in the day, yeah. <laughs> I had a live journal. Oh live yeah. Journal. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm aging myself yeah. right now. Yeah. I mainly oh, chiseled into stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for I for me, my first social media was Tumblr, mm-hmm. and um, that was my. A lot of people get into social media now these days because they want to be in social media, right? right? For right. me, it was the opposite way. So I found Tumblr, did not know what it was, had no concept of social media at this point, and was like, I want to start using this as an outlet to write about being gay. And I wanted to use it as an outlet because none of my friends had Tumblr. <laughs> and we're gonna, I wasn't going to out myself because no one knew what Tumblr was. So I started writing these posts and... If you're on Tumblr or if you were on Tumblr, it's quite a niche space. So right. there's some very small communities. So my posts started picking up, and even though they were anonymous, and then eventually it transitioned into, okay, I've got this following on Tumblr, and I'm writing all these things, and people are like, okay, but who are you? And then mm. I started my YouTube channel with a, this is who's behind the curtain, if you will, and a coming out video. So for me, I kind of all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, now I'm in social media. But at first it was just a personal outlet to Mm. express myself. And I kind of try and ground myself to that because it's easy to become, okay, now I'm a social media person. Whereas if you stick to the root of, oh, I started this because I just wanted to share and connect other people and um, through that hopefully help other people, then that's like a a grounding mechanism for me. Did you have a lot of trouble transitioning from written word to spoken word? 
Honestly, no. I think. Well, I mean, some people might disagree if you go back and watch some of my first videos. <laughs> They're jerks. Ignore them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, um, it was just one option to the next. It was just that Tumblr, in my mind, was more underground, and then I was ready for it to be more out there. Right. So I just picked something that was a little more mainstream that more people might find, and then Instagram came out, and then I plugged it into Instagram, um, and. Now I've got, you know, a few balls in the air and Tumblr's kind of gone by the wayside. So right. I think that as someone who's on social media, you kind of are always picking up these new platforms, but you realize that it's impossible, in my mind, to keep up with all of them because yeah. there's just yeah. so many out there that if you try and be a, like, jack of all trades, if right. you will, then some something's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, Are you my, not on TikTok yet? No. No. no, no, no. Um, my yeah. best friend said something to me which I apply to everything in my life which is you can't be everything to everyone all the time Yeah, mm. and that's how I look at my social media life as well and like live so live journal just it's exactly what it sounds like <laughs> it is a diary that everyone can read okay uh, and you could um, you could say for so and so's eyes only and then share it with certain friends or you could do private ones cool. but it was the same sort of thing it was stories and yeah. connecting and I first and foremost identify as a writer before anything else. Oh, yeah. And cool. um, when it comes to social media, the story building behind it is what I love so much. And I still, I'm still sort of like, because I work in digital marketing, I work as I have my own marketing agency and I have clients and I build their brands and I speak for on behalf of their brands and build their personality out. For me, my social media is for me. Mm. Uh, I often get asked why I don't have a business social media. They're like, why don't you have one for your marketing agency? I'm like, man, it's too much work. Yeah, right. That's I, my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I post about the things that uh, are important to me and that I value and about my life. And I suppose that's why I have a hard time identifying as a legit influencer. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> or a maven. Um, you ever call yourself a social media <laughs> Oh, my maven? God. That's, is that another one? That's yeah. a, that's a uh, back in the day, you know, you could call yourself an influencer, a social media maven, uh, social media, you know, uh, oh, there's just, there are so oh many God. different titles that people would put on business cards yeah. or on LinkedIn oh, profiles. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a social media rogue. There we go. See, Sometimes ah, the cleric. Uh, so, social media rogue, you mean like? Uh, I'm a digital oh, bard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't expect to get an uh, uh, a key messaging from behind. Oh, <laughs> actually, I, I, even though it's a joke, I think that would actually pretty much whole... describe my social media. Yeah, thing, yeah. Is I just disappear for a very, very long time, <laughs> and then appear, and I'm like, hey, here's the thing I'm thinking about. And then people comment on it, and then I delete it Where because are I'm like, I don't you? Oh, care sure. about that anymore. Right. Wow. But so that's the that's the powerful thing with it, though. Like you can think that you have nothing to say, and something you say resonates with someone somewhere, and it influences them. Yeah. Like you were saying that you don't, you you can't imagine the pressure of of posting something and having it affect many people. You are, you have no idea. You might, yeah. unless your account is private. Yeah. Uh, no. If it's public, you have no idea. Yeah. Well, and I guess there is like a couple hundred people on my Facebook <laughs> like I Facebook is the one that I started with yeah um back when I lived in London I was like oh sure let's try this Facebook thing out mm-hmm. um and it's something I still have but it's the one that I just constantly go back and forth on yeah. about deleting and I've actually deleted off of my phone now and so I just have heart. I just have like what's it called local Facebook local so it shows like the events oh the events stuff. Yep. Yep. because cool. the have events are very important for me yeah. um uh-huh. but uh yeah I I kind of got sick with Facebook where 
um, I'd post personal things on it. And then people that would be like kind of acquaintances or something like that right. would t- it would write some kind of like douchey response to it of me like like I did a I wrote a thing on on bullying um, when I was younger and it was very heartfelt of this hmm. um, it was that like before and after when mm-hmm. it's like when you're 18 and the picture of you now oh so silly yeah. and I was like I was going through a pretty shitty time in my life right then and mm-hmm. like yeah it's funny but this is what I was going through and I just kind of like spilt everything out and then I had someone who was like a friend of my parents friends from back in the day um, that just started just being douchey about it and I'm like you know what you do? <laughs> Delete it. Yeah. Block them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's Just that's done. Yeah. Like, no time. Or uh, my my yeah. advice. Oh man, because like working for when I worked for I do actually some of my clients are pretty big brands right now. So you get a lot of people who uh, like to have their opinion loud and mm-hmm. they like to be angry. And uh, with and this advice is even more so when it's something personal. Uh, you repeat yourself. You say as little as possible. Uh, and you uh, stop and end it at a certain point. Mm. You don't get into, so you can't, I always say you can't bring feelings, you can't bring uh, facts to a feeling fight. Yeah. And right. a lot of social media, um, like the, those vigilantes, they're feeling fighters. They're in there, mm. they're like, oh, this is how I feel. I don't care about the facts. And they're angry. And if you go in and you bring, oh, well, no, but this, you know, it, I mean, we could talk about uh, we could talk about what's going on in social media with abortion right now, and like mm-hmm. uh, the the like that is a key example of you can't bring facts to a feeling fight because you can bring facts in, and the people who are fighting with their feelings don't care. So you repeat yourself, you say your point with as little as possible, just to you know feel secure in what you're saying, and because the more you give them, sometimes the worse it is, mm-hmm. and then you end at a certain point because those people mm-hmm. aren't worth yeah, energy. Right. I think with the topic of my social media it goes hand in hand that i'm gonna have controversy because i talk about lgbtq plus topics right. so which I, it's so it's so fudged that that you would have oh, conflict on those topics still like, to this day oh it's insane so i had for a while a p.o box and i would say about 10 percent of what i received was either hate mail death threats <sighs> um like hmm. churches telling me i was gonna run hell like personally wow. addressed wow to my doorstep, like with you're putting this out there, so you're creating like people are gonna go to hell because of you, like wow. an insane amount. And I cannot put a video out without there being something in the comments, um, and quite a bit of it, because there are people out there that purposely look for channels like mine that have LGBTQ plus topics and they go about their day um, putting hate speech on them. So like, I don't really have the option to not be political or controversial on my channel because that's just, it goes hand in hand with what I'm choosing to put out there, which I agree, it's a shame, but it just is. And um, you have to, that's one of the things you, you have to be willing to when you're putting something out there to get the backlash and allow it to um, not affect your day-to-day life because yeah. it's easy to sink into those holes. Mm-hmm. And so that I could see some people being fearful of that, of speaking their voice because there's always going to be someone who has a different opinion. But I think that a lot of times that those those videos or that content is so much more valuable than like, you know, you could be someone who's talking about nail polish all the time. Nail polish is great. You're probably going to get less hate on those that content. Um, and that's great, too, um, for you. And there's something to be said with 
what I call bubblegum content because it makes you laugh and it mm. makes you smile. And yeah. I utilize those YouTubers that do that because it just makes me feel good when I watch their videos. Mm-hmm. But there's also a time and a place for trying to make change with the content you're putting out into the yeah. world. And with that, you're always going to have backlash. So how do you deal with when you get um, a hateful, horrible comment on your videos? Do you delete that comment? Do you just ignore it? Do you engage? Like I never engage because, like um, you were saying, Jameson, is that it's it's never going anywhere. Yeah. Like they're not there to be. There's they're no not logic. there. You you can tell the comments that it's a question with an open mind, and I always come. Uh, to my platforms with the understanding that if someone's asking a question because they genuinely don't know the answer, I'm here to give you the knowledge that I can provide from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can tell the people that are just looking for an argument. So I'd never engage. Sometimes I use it for a bit of comedic relief. So for example, uh, the other day I had one of the first comments on my video, like you could tell they didn't even watch it, they just clicked on it. And then it was like some form of hate speech I won't repeat. And then it was like, by the way, no one's watched this video yet. Good, like rotten hell, something along those lines. So I screenshotted it, put it on my Instagram story and said, video's going really well so far. I'd love to watch. Like the response is amazing. So sometimes I'll use it in a comedic way because I find it's also important to say, like, hey, I'm getting these and I'm still doing okay because I think a lot of LGBTQ plus people feel like they're the only ones, whether it's at school or on the internet. So it's like, no, I'm getting these two. We're in this together. Right. Let's just laugh about it. Don't engage. You've totally flipped the narrative by doing that. Like you took your power yeah. back with that <laughs> yeah, comment. Exactly. So in some ways you're just like, okay, whatever. Like I'm not putting value to it. I'm just going to make it a, yeah. a laugh, right? I love yeah. that. And it's so crazy too, because like <clears throat> what you do is so personal. It's you, your brand is you. Yeah. Um, so like you were saying with like, if you're doing lipstick tutorials or something like that, mm-hmm. it's easy to just connect. But mm-hmm. so hard when it's just like this is literally someone saying something absolutely hateful about you. I just can imagine being able to disconnect from that, or it would take mm-hmm. it would take me so much to build up that kind of Resilience? disconnect or oh, shield sure. or, yeah. or something yeah. from it. Well, you know what I say? I say like a lot of people are like, "Oh, but you get so many good comments," and it's and it's yes, those comments are so fantastic. But it's the same thing like if you went on a date and the person said 800 amazing things and they said one thing that made you feel self-conscious, you're probably going home that night and you're thinking about the thing that made you mm-hmm. feel self-conscious. Yeah. You would love to be the type of human that focused on those 800 amazing things that they said, mm-hmm. but that's a lot of times just not the way our minds work. So you kind of have to rewire yourself to focus on the things that are making changes. So when I opened a PO box and I got a hateful letter, I also got one from someone saying, hey, I'm from a small town, there's no one here that's gay that I know of, and because of your YouTube video, I feel less alone. So yeah. focusing Yay. on those moments. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about, uh, you know, a lot of experiences that you both have had and, and that many people have had, uh, whether in professional setting or, or even in a personal setting about how social media can be a, a, a toxic wasteland. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, as, as professionals in, uh, in your respective fields and in the world of social media, uh, what, uh, do you ever have to take a break from social media? Do you ever put that into your, into your, your work plan or do you just, do you hit like a certain point and then you're like, I need to take a, you know, you need to unplug. Uh, what do you do to stay sane in your line of social media work? I haven't taken a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's still here. I love it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I should I should say I did actively try and take one break, and I actually found it more taxing. Mm. Um, and I'll explain why. She's scratching her leg. Oh. Ah. Yeah. No, You're not on social media right now. <laughs> oh, that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tail. Um, no, I... I uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been very, and I think it's because my personal social media has always been something that, it's like my own personal journal. Okay. Like I really enjoy writing captions that uh, I feel are impactful and posting photos that I really connect to for my per, for my social media. And then it seems to connect with other people and resonate with other people, which is why I've, gr- I've grown a following. Um, and uh, and because of that engagement and enjoyment, I've I haven't felt burnt out. Um, but I did go to Hawaii recently to visit my niece, uh, who was going to the University of Hawaii, and I went. And I went with my best friend. I went. You know, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a whole week off. No social media. Uh, by all everyone. By world. By sweet world. And. Uh, I ended up having like more anxiety because um, I know it's, it sounds. I feel like, yeah. yeah. No, I understand. It's, 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 but like also, I I had um, moments where you know I went to this really awesome pizza, like plant based pizza parlor called Would It Dough, which is just like run by the, the small team and great guys running. It was fantastic, and I was like, man, I really want to post this on my story to give them like some promotion. Yeah. And because I was taking a break, I didn't, and I sat there being feeling. Like, I have this platform where I could support this awesome, like, little tiny plant-based shop, which is doing so many things right. Mm -hmm. And I uh, didn't. And I don't know. It sounds so weird that that gave me so much anxiety. But I, 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 I went the whole week without being on social media. And then when I was done, I was like, I didn't enjoy that. I forced myself to take a digital detox. I think if you're going to, you do it because you're like, man, I need it versus just like, ooh, I should because it's trendy. It was almost that post I posted saying I was doing a digital detox got so much engagement yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost well, like a trendy thing to you do you know i i think you know uh, uh you know because even just from from hearing from you you know it sounds like you have lots of passion for your work and yeah. and uh, uh and what you're putting out there and i think you know uh on social media whether you're on social media or you're off um you know i, I think it's important to to do what's right for you and and to do what what's purposeful for you so if if taking a detox uh, ended up not being the right thing for you a good learning opportunity um, and uh, uh, you know the fact that you were able to recognize that is also like not so much of social media we don't recognize until it's too late uh, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like how it affects us yeah. or how it can affect other people you seem actually very in tune with your social media uh, usage which is mind-blowing and fascinating I, I think I suppose my advice then would be if you are always doing it in a way that you enjoy then you won't burn out right mm-hmm. yeah instead of being you know because uh, for myself every once in a while I, I feel that there's being like, Hmm, I haven't posted something on Instagram in a day or so. I should probably post, and that's may may not be the right <laughs> mindset <laughs> towards sharing something. Yeah. You know, instead of doing something purposeful. So, yeah. yeah. I think for me, I always when I explain this to people, I that aren't on social media per se, or maybe in the same context that I am, um, I explain it the same way as my relationship with makeup, in that. If I needed to wear makeup to go out of the house, I would have to take a step back and be like, okay, why do I need this makeup Mm -hmm. on? But 
if my relationship with makeup is I'm putting it on because it's fun, it makes me look pretty, it's a creative outlet, and tonight I'm going to do my makeup, it's going to be really fun, I'm going to go out, then that's great. So the same thing with social media in that, like you said, am I making this video because... Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to make this video and it's going to be really fun and I feel like it's got a great message and hopefully my audience is going to dig it. Or am I making this because Wednesday is my upload day and I don't have a video and I'm just going to power through this thing. Right. So it's taking that step back and I try and I've never done like days on end where I'm doing a detox, but I do take, um, I try and carbon compartmentalize things and say, okay, you know what? This week I just don't have to make a video. I'm not going to do no social media at all, but maybe I'm not putting up a YouTube video. I'm just yeah. going to story this week. Um, and then I also, with my partner, because she's not on social media at all, we do have um, social media dates and non-social media dates. <laughs> and we have um, also social media trips and non-social media trips. Oh, yeah. So she'll come with me on brand trips, and that's where I'm expected. It's part of my job to promote what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so promote the hotel where saying I promote the excursions um, promote the flights that got us there and that's all wonderful but there's also something to be said of, of just going on a trip and not having to mm. not it being right. a business thing yeah yeah and I think yeah. that's also the fear of when you grow is checking yourself because trips I used to just share because I was excited about the trip and then as soon as someone's paying you it's like you need to share this mm -hmm, so it yeah. becomes much more of a profession that you you don't have that option to check out sometimes right, right. Mm -hmm. you have to produce a you certain amount of content yeah, exactly yeah. that's why that's why I'm there and I get to experience it yeah um, so it's kind of that expectation um, you have to do that work because that's how you get paid but then you also sometimes have to take like time back and be like okay maybe I should do something that I don't have to execute yeah on, right you know? I think as well, um, from the consumer of social media perspective, too, I think um, for me, it's it's keeping your, myself in check. I don't tend to be a whole lot. Um, I enjoy Instagram. I like just scrolling through, seeing pretty pictures. But I have friends that are fully attached to their device at all times, always checking Twitter, always checking everything. But I tend to be the friend that keeps them in check a large amount of the time, where if we're going out to dinner or just like hang out at a pub, put your phone away. Like we're having a conversation. Yeah. Um, if, if you are waiting for somebody and if you're coordinating people, Totally fine. Right. Just let me know, but I'm right. going to call you out. <laughs> you have your phone out. And I think that's part of the problem that um, consumers of social media have is that there's not enough social etiquette around it. Yeah. That, yeah. that we're all just constantly attached to our device. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and, and there's so much, uh, there's, you know, uh, I, I hear a little bit about it. I don't know too much except for the fact that uh, the social media, like notifications and like the 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 sounds and the lights and, and the, oh, uh, the, the dopamine hits that um, that people can get off of social media. It's a very powerful, very addicting uh, thing. And speaking as someone who, who is kind of addicted to social media. Yeah. Excuse me, a moment. But but yeah, do do you find out? Uh, are you, you like you know after you post something, do you check back in or? I suppose in a professional manner, you you must. But mm -hmm. for like personal stuff. Yeah, it's hard because um, I think social media is one of I'm well one of the oh, I was gonna say one of the only I'm sure there are many but it's one of those jobs where you don't clock out so it's hard to right. differentiate between personal and business because it's like 
the reason I now have this following is because it was a personal thing and it started just for fun. I never expected to make money or anything else. And then it's become business. So it's hard to say, it's like saying to someone at work, like, oh, just stop working. Yeah. You know, because it, it becomes <laughs> that thing where it's like, but yes. this is my job to share. Um, so it's hard to check yourself with that sometimes, um, which my partner has a really good job of checking me on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that said, I think a tool that for me is now you can put all the uh, timers on all your different apps. Right. Um, and I also make a point of like any other job would have having a time where I clock out. So I don't check any apps after 9 p.m. Oh, okay. wow. So for nice. me, I needed nice. to do that because, I, trust me, I want to be laying in bed scrolling Instagram. Mm. But then my mind goes to work. Yeah. So I can no longer just think of it as a personal thing. I'm like, oh, I'll just answer this email. Oh, I'll just check my engagement on this. Oh, I'll just see how the YouTube video is doing. Maybe I should share that podcast episode. Yeah. So it's it's like if I don't physically have a time where I'm quote unquote clocking out, then I won't ever. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine with your social media as well that there's no work versus brie like there's it's all the same it's all the same thing so it's not <laughs> yeah. like you can go on instagram and be like i'm not gonna check work stuff i'm gonna check my own stuff like it's all yeah because it's, it's all, all blends so it's kind of like it's great that what i get to share is me but then it's also like oh this is I, I can't say oh I'm not going to log into my work Instagram I'm only yeah. going to go on my personal because everything's the same yeah. Yeah. it's all intertwined mm-hmm. that could be why I've never done a business Instagram because like <laughs> I nobody knows that I'm the voice behind a lot of different brands like yeah. I'm I am the wizard behind the curtain and <laughs> that's something that I enjoy I enjoy getting to you know speak to like a beer brand or speak to a plant-based milk brand or speak and have that and have no one know that I'm these multiple different brand voices. So in that way, I get to sort of have that, um, that wall between like Mm. me and, and I can set that boundary too, because it is, it is a business is my job. Um, and then my own personal Instagram, I did go through uh, a phase a few years ago where I was really, when I really started to grow, when my account actually started to really pick up followers and pick up engagement on posts, um, I went through a phase where I became obsessed with what got the most attention or the most interaction. And (laughs) and what it was, was like, anytime I post a selfie, people were like, woo, because it's your face and people really relate to faces. And I, I got this, like, sort of obsessive, like, if I posted something that wasn't that and it didn't get engaged, I was like, oh, no, 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 crap, okay, I got to do something else. And that's when I had to take a step back and be like, I looked at my my grid and I was like, that is my, that's a lot of my face. <laughs> it's too much. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and I, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, Jameson. Uh, and sort of reestablish like why, and this is, this is what I come to with my, with my brands too, uh, that I, that I work with. Why are you doing this? Why are you posting? Why does it matter? Why would people care? And then I try and establish that to myself. And now I'm at a place where I post something and I put it out there. And if it doesn't get as many likes or comments as the last one, I still stand by it because I had a why. Now, you mentioned this earlier, um, authenticity. Yeah. Um, And I know that's a word being thrown around a lot in social media right now. Um, what And that kind of talks about authenticity, like hosting uh, what you feel 
is you rather than worrying about an algorithm or worrying about whatever the likes. But um, what is authenticity? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Do you have another hour? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think for me, it's just that um, I want people that have never met me before to get the same experience as people that would be sitting on a couch and chatting with me. Right. Um, I think that's easier to do with the type of content that I'm producing um, because part of my gag, if you will, is that I'm not overly professional and I'm stripped down and, um, you know, I swear on my channel and I don't wear makeup and I don't brush my hair before I record a video. So I, I get to, uh, just be that friend, if you will. Um, and that works for me. Um, of course with that, there's a lot of brands that don't want to work with me, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not polished enough. Um, but I think I never want to experience meeting someone and then being like, wow, she's a lot different in her YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's always my question to myself because I've been on the other side of that where I meet people and I'm like, wow, they're a lot different than they are in their YouTube videos. And that's always a really interesting um, moment because you're like, whoa, like who's really who behind all these screens? Yeah. Because it is easy to filter yourself when you're editing and um, choosing in a polished way what to say. So for me, authenticity is just, yeah, if my best friend watches it, they're not going to say to me, like, what the heck are you putting out there? You're like, you don't <laughs> laugh like that. You don't talk like that. Yeah. You don't anything. If they're watching it and they think that's the same breed, then that's all I can really do. Yeah, that's what I really appreciated when I met you. Because I met you before I knew I'd seen your YouTube channel yeah. or your podcast or anything. So when I met you, I was like, huh, she's cool. And then I <laughs> went to your channels and I, I watched it. I'm like, yeah, she's exactly like how she was when I met her. And I'm like, I like that. I like that authenticity. Um, But then, you know, you get the flip side of that as well. People trying to be authentic. And that's something I've struggled with with this podcast as well, is that I want it to be just a discussion like Daniel and I are Daniel and I we don't try to be anybody else we don't that's because you guys are perfect (laughs) (laughs) but we've never had like branding meetings about how we're gonna (laughs) handle different subjects well sometimes with gotta get those government grants Uh, (laughs) but yes uh, uh, true the the sense of subjects and you know things of have uh, uh, popped up a bit as well. Yeah, but, like but, fear of sexuality. We had a conversation with the guests that that came on mm-hmm. with Charlie and Rika um, to make sure that we were being sensitive to mm-hmm. to the things that we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like you know trying to do a fear of abortion one right now, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that need to be talked about beforehand. I totally. can't just be like, hey, you want to be on this episode? <laughs> I have to be like, you want to be on this episode? This is what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, yeah. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you. No, you. <laughs> We're definitely a candidate. Canadian exactly. podcast. <laughs> um, I I think that uh, from like exactly everything you said with authenticity, like if I would say it to your face, if it's the experience you would get meeting me, then it's something that I'm very comfortable putting out there on my personal accounts. Um, there, I. I stress this with everyone, there is always a slight veneer of you've edited something or you've chosen that picture, even if it's like a real Instagram post and if you're posting it with like, you've chosen it, like mm-hmm. there's there's that, there's you can't choose real life moments. Mm-hmm. Ha- like they just happen spontaneously. Yeah. You're choosing what you're putting out on social media and if it is, uh, if it, 
is something that represents you, it's authentic and real. Yeah. Um, but there is always that you've chosen this. And so uh, when it comes to the question of authenticity and what's real on social media and, you know, the, the debate of like, well, nothing's real. And it's like, well, you know, it is. And then the, it's real for social media. Yeah. Like it's it's a new level of real and authenticity. It's going to be um you're going to hopefully get the same experience when you meet that person. Mm-hmm. But what they put on social media is a choice. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's always good to keep in mind that it is uh, a lot of the times, not a lot of times with Instagram, it's a curation of the moments you are comfortable sharing with the world. And then there are private things that you're comfortable sharing with mm-hmm. the people closest to you. Right. Totally. Yeah. And there is a difference. Yeah. yeah. And that, like... Fake authenticity sounds exhausting. I can imagine. Like, Why isn't putting... that a, a word yet? Like, authenticity. Authenticity. Let's make it a thing. <laughs> Hashtag. Authenticity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say that I think that it also just, it's one of those words that it totally, totally depends how someone defines it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think a lot of people would say that maybe I'm not being authentic because I'm not sharing my whole relationship because my partner's not comfortable with being out on social media all the time. Like, she'll be in videos here and there and vlogs and stuff. And I think what people confuse with that word is that being authentic on social media, like you said, doesn't mean that you're sharing everything. You still have a right to privacy. Yeah, Yeah. and just like you saying, you know, before certain podcast topics, you have a discussion with your guests on. It's not being inauthentic to... um, to have those conversations that's just choosing what you put out in the world and that's not being inauthentic i think when you're being inauthentic it's when you're trying to uh skew the image of what you're putting out in the world it's not choosing all these real moments and saying i'm going to put these three out of these hundred out those are still real moments and authentic moments it's just you're not sharing all of them yeah right and as much as i love this podcast to be uh a just conversation with people Mm -hmm. like we're having right now um you get there's certain subjects where you you need people to feel comfortable. Yeah, it has to be and, a safe space. Hmm. And you know, being two strangers that are like, we have a podcast, <laughs> um, and and asking people to like spill their most personal things in a show, it's just not. You just can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for authenticity, um, one of my personal mantras, and I'm, I'm doing a visual right now, and no one can see it, um, but one of my tattoos I have is actually WYSIWYG. Um, which is my favorite web term, um, which stands for what you see is what you get. Oh, and like it's that. also my my personal mantra of like the way I am on this podcast or the way I am with my friends or with mm. my partner is the way I am, period. I don't yeah, I like filter, that. I don't change things. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've, we've lots of really great uh, a conversation discussion about the, the, you know, the current landscape of social media, uh, what what we have been doing and, and uh, you know, some of our, our wants and the things we get out of social media. Uh, where do we see social media going? You know, it, it changes every day, it changes the, the technology changes, um, how we see it and how we use it changes. Where is it going? TikTok. TikTok <laughs> all the way. Uh, <laughs> oh. I think the way I see it going is people just wanting more from creators, which is okay. exhausting. Like, yes. at the beginning when, let's say, YouTube launched, 
it was just exciting when someone was putting any video of any rant out there. Like, people were putting a video out a month of a unedited 10-minute rant, and it's like, well, no one else is doing this. This is enough. I feel connected to this person. But now you have people that are literally live streaming their entire lives. So as soon as you're editing, people are just constantly wanting more. Like, show us that. Tell us about this. And in the place that's at where people are just getting more and more numb to connection that's my personal opinion they need more to feel connected to you over the platforms um i think i it'll be interesting to see where it goes but as a creator myself i'm finding it harder and harder to um feel like i'm connecting to my audience without in my opinion oversharing. right yeah mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have said it better myself. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I think that we're so um, lacking real connection nowadays with, with how uh, connected we are to our devices mm -hmm. that uh, social media, you know, you need to, you, you're either going to be numb to it or you need to, you need to do something that actually inspires emotion. Um, I think that I know that if we're if we're talking about trends in social media, uh, <laughs> the next the next Instagram thing is the pictures that are um, less polished and staged. So that's yeah. the next thing that's coming down the pipeline, and and uh, like pictures take it selfies in a bathroom mirror where well, that's perfect. it's not, that's all my that's, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, or like pictures mildly blurry got yeah. that covered. Got yeah. that covered. Yeah. Or like the you know those Polaroid filters like that, and mm. the and I think the the reason why it's going in that direction is because people are like, man, I just want something that is that I can connect to. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it's, you know, that's the whole people live streaming their lives. And uh, before we had social media, we had reality TV that people really mm -hmm. like invested in ingesting. Or we had tabloid magazines because people really right. desire that touch of like um, being foul. foul Fallible? 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 Sometimes there's just a word where I'm like, man! Fallible. Fallible. Like, people want people to be imperfect. Right. And yeah. we're, that's the direction that we're really heading in. Um, and it's nice in a way, and then it's also going to be a different kind of pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we're ever going to get away from that. When... Uh, EMP pulse. Just a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is EMP... Which is a pulse already. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just something that just takes it all out and be like, yeah. ah, back to square one. Well, yeah. I mean, Instagram was out for a couple hours today. I know it was that. <laughs> and I was stressing. Sure, yeah, which absolutely. Which is crazy because I had a brand post. And I was yeah, like, oh my God. Like, and that's the weird thing when you're depending on these platforms. Yeah, that's right. And recently right. we saw with Instagram in Canada take away the ability to see likes. Right, right. right. Um, so like the fact that you are, uh, for a lot of people, your business um, and livelihood relies on these platforms that you never know at any day, any day and at any point they could become obsolete. They could completely change mm -hmm. their platform. Right. You know, so how do you, like there's the old school thing was MySpace, right? And there was all these MySpacers with like a million followers and then they weren't able to transition or they didn't transition enough to the new platforms. Right, yeah. And same thing with obsolete. and Vine, Vine yeah. stars. And yeah. there's yeah. been a few who've been able to make the jump, but yeah. a lot haven't. Well, so. then like which ones do you jump on as well? There's um, just so many. Like so. I remember Periscope. Yeah. When Periscope came out, like mm -hmm. on my work, we jumped on it and we were doing a bunch of like live mm -hmm. stuff through that. Yeah. And then just 
died. Like, well, it seemed a, like one day it was really popular, mm-hmm. next day it was not. Yeah. And you're like, great, I just put a lot of time and effort <laughs> into learning platform. this and getting it, and yeah. now it's dead. Now there's a, there's a platform called Firework, which oh is not like, <laughs> new, it's like six to 30 second videos. So it's like okay. making it even quicker and digestible, and it's like, it's a swipe, so like you're just like seeing these quick, quick yeah. videos that yeah. you're finding through hashtags and oh like, my God. But yeah. then you feel old, like every time... <laughs> Someone's like, oh, are you on Snapchat? I'm like, no, I'm not on Snapchat. I just don't. I've tried it. I don't see the point of it. The (laughs) thing that I love about Snapchat is two two things. Just a side note. One thing, uh, when I was at one of my bigger brands when I was working in-house and Snapchat first came out and I was like, Snapchat's going to be a thing. We should invest in Snapchat. Uh, I I was bet by the the director of digital that Snapchat was was just going to like crumble. They're like, nah, it's a flash in the pan. And I won that bet. So that's a very... So you love That's Snapchat. That's a feather in my cap. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I like Snapchat for connecting with my friends when I'm overseas because mm. um, half my clients are in Australia. Mm. So I go back right. and forth. And uh, and I can send uh, like video messages back and forth and chat with my friends through that. And like, but then, you know, Instagram stories is uh, a similar method for, for me to do so. And I think... For me, the way the direction I would like to see social media going is more of that, like the stories and the content that comes and goes, and the way that you can get a small insight into someone's life and connect with your friends in that way. Like that's what Facebook was originally so like bombed for was having being able to like go travel, and then you have all your travel friends on yeah. Facebook. Now you can really keep like when I was I was away recently for. Uh, two and a half months in back in Australia and I still feel like I got to keep up with my friends and family even though we weren't talking every day mm-hmm. yeah. because I was just creeping on their stories <laughs> right. well and, and Facebook now is mainly for your racist uncle we've all got one yeah, yeah. so true yeah um Okay, so this has been such a great talk. Oh, my God. We're so over time, but I don't care. Um, so for, for every uh, episode, what I do for the last one, which is very appropriate for this mm-hmm. one, uh, is that I go to the hashtag. I find the hashtag of whatever the subject is. Okay. I just start kind of seeing what's happening right now. Ah. Um, so what's happening right now? I don't know if you heard about this. The Chernobyl um, mm. social media. Yep. So now with Chernobyl, the television show on HBO being so gigantic, and I watched it, it was incredible, mm-hmm. um, that uh, social media influencers um, are now going to Chernobyl and taking photos right. and taking what people deem inappropriate photos. Like the naked girl? <laughs> like the yeah. naked girl, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. Like how far is, is too far? And like the, um, the YouTubers... Uh, that died at Shannon Falls trying to get the photo. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, where where do we draw the line? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what, you know, speaking to what I mentioned earlier, the great thing and the problem with social media is you're drawing your own line. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to self-regulate because, uh, and especially uh, in, like I was saying, where people always want more, when you see the benefit of someone giving more or giving more shock value and by benefit I mean more clicks or more views Mm -hmm. or more money it's hard to say well why don't I do that you know like there's something about people like risky things and people like controversial topics you know 
some of the biggest videos that take off on YouTube are, which is really sad with relationships, are the we broke up videos. Yeah. So people always want the stuff that's like, it's not necessarily happy. Um, and they want like, the stuff that's like they're gonna get the real tea you know yeah. so it's hard and I found that even um, I've sat down before and recorded a video where it's like maybe I'm speaking too much about um, personal situations and then as I'm editing it I'm like okay why am I talking about this yeah. online like you have to personally stop yourself and I think it speaks to um, I hate to use the age card but I was old enough when social media came out and became a big thing that it already passed the like teenage years where I can guarantee I would have put out horrifying stuff mm-hmm. that I would have been like, oh my God, why did I? All you have to do is look back at my Facebook statuses from like grade 12, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm, so for me, I got to learn that without it being really, um, potentially dangerous whereas now the fear for me is like people growing up and not learning how to self-monitor in social settings before just putting it all out there yeah right yeah yeah um my line that i've drawn with that stuff um comes down to your why if you're going to chernobyl why like Mm -hmm. are you doing it for likes and to me that's not good enough yeah. If mm-hmm. it's if it, especially, you know, if you're if you're posing with a puppy for likes, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, when it's something that was as uh, like affecting as that, um, if you're going there because you want to share the message of it or you want to, you know, you've all these followers who couldn't possibly get themselves there. So you're giving them a lens in. Mm-hmm. That's that's something. But if you're yeah. going like there that. because you want valid social media validation, mm-hmm. it's that to me uh, is a is not good enough Um, and that's not content that I'll engage with and that's uh, I like to to say that your money is your strongest vote and if those influencers are getting paid on social media you liking that post is a little bit like you investing in it so if it's something would I would I invest in it is it something that I would buy into and if it's not then I I won't engage and that's the only control we really have yeah and that's the thing we feed the beast like Mm -hmm. it's those people that are going to Nobel, they're getting those likes. There's a reason more people are going there to do it. Yeah. Right. And there's a big difference between, um, there was a photographer um, that went to Chernobyl uh, like five or six years ago now um, and took all these documentary kind of type photos mm-hmm. that really showed how, with, like, what it looks like still, but was respectful of it. And I think it's that respect and that... Um, it's not a tourist destination and <laughs> and realizing yeah. that that you're you're saying something mm-hmm. and your voice is saying something yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. the sad thing right because that photographer probably so many people have never heard of and yeah. it didn't go anywhere in the sense of uh, you know all over the internet and then the girl who was standing there naked everyone's seen that <laughs> in yeah. the news so the struggle is is drawing that personal line and self-moderating and saying i'm okay if this gets way less engagement i'm okay if i don't go viral because i put my foot down and not doing that yeah yeah right luckily i don't remember either one of their names <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah uh-huh. or if you're going to if you are going to go to chernobyl and decide to stand there naked use your <laughs> use your power for good and yeah. write something in the caption that's really impactful or yeah. or you know not a link to a Patreon account <laughs> uh, yeah. just for another $35 a month you can buy me a rad suit <laughs> yeah. um, you can buy Dan- me some clothes yeah. Yeah. Daniel you're going to 
going to have to cancel your trip to Chernobyl. Darn it. <laughs> uh, now, uh, uh, b- before we wrap up this episode, there was actually uh, one thing that I was wanting to do because, again, this has been such a really great conversation. Uh, but from, from our guests and maybe even from us too, um, I would love to hear... Uh, you know, a lot of our conversation has been real, like real discussion and real talk about um, the the dangers and and the, some of the negativities about social media. Mm-hmm. But but from us, I was also hoping uh, from again from people who are who are who work with it every day or, or every hour, um, <laughs> except after nine. <laughs> um, what is a uh, you know is the, is there a hope that that you have for the industry, the the world of social media? And like, what's one positive thing that you get from your own social media use? Uh, I, I can start for yeah. for myself. Um, my my hope for social media is that is that it continues to to be what I'm trying to get out of it. So I think for for me, the two are the same. What I get out of it is kind of what I hope for, um, and and it's a it's a tool to try and connect with people. Uh, from, uh, you know, there are people from my high school or from my university or people who I met in Montreal who I may not get a chance to see every day. I'm very, very glad I get to see Jeff at least mm-hmm. once a week yeah. uh, and more. Um, but uh, uh, for, for other people in my life, I, I use, I really try to use social media to try and keep connected. And it sounds like you, you did that mm-hmm. as well on your, your past trip. So I think my hope is that, is that social media can, can get back to, to that more than um, it being a, 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 toxic isn't the right word for this particular state, but basically without it being such a contentious part, I, th- I wish there could be some, I wish there could be more joy mm-hmm. in social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring back the social aspect, I think. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I already talked about how much I love the fact that I can just creepily see what my friends are doing every day, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not left out. Uh, <laughs> <Hello>. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag so much FOMO. Um, no, I, I do love that aspect of it, and I, I think I always will love that aspect of it. Um, I definitely... Uh, found a sense of uh, community when it came to like female empowerment on social media mm-hmm. and that community has been uh, something that I've very been very nourishing very much enjoyed like um, the body positive movement and like women breaking the glass ceiling and like I own two businesses now so I have my marketing agency and I own a sustainable denim company and I don't know if I would be there without uh, what is the name of the, of the denim company by the way <laughs> it's not a plug at all uh, it's <laughs> called Anara Hemp Great. So we make denim using hemp cool. instead of uh, primarily cotton, um, and uh, and I don't know if I would if I would be at this place where I am pursuing this if not for the community around me of women who are like, of course you have the power to run your own businesses by yourself, mm-hmm. uh, except for Anara, which is with my business partner. I love you, Josh. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would if I would be there, and and I do really think. Nice. And I do think as well, like with um, people, uh, and this is my opinion of people, we are all, all the time, no matter how secure and who we are, at some point looking outwards to figure out what's in. Um, and I don't, uh, we've been doing that forever, and I don't know if we'll ever get away from that. Uh, one of my favorite series uh, called Fleabag 
Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a point where she's like, um, you know, per, like professing that she just wants someone to tell her what to do every day and eat and dress and what to think. And I think we all have a little bit of that. And uh, I would love us to have social media be a place where we can go and where that can be positive, mm. where it can be like when we're lost and we need direction yeah. or we need community or connection Absolutely. or inspiration. We can go there and find that. Mm. Uh, and rather than then getting caught up in in uh, void. Mm. Thank you. I think for me, something that's been positive with social media is seeing myself reflected um, before I was ready to be that person myself. Um, growing up in a very heteronormative circle, I just didn't see myself on TV shows or in movies. Um, and it wasn't until I started on Tumblr and saw other people blogging and then found YouTube and started watching videos that I was like, oh, there's other people out there like me. And I didn't even know I was like that until I saw their representation. Like, it just wasn't even part of my vocabulary. Mm. So I like to say there's things that you know and there's things you don't know and there's things that you don't even know you don't know. And for <laughs> me, social media was finding out and still is finding out so much stuff that I didn't even know I didn't know because it's not in... It's not taught in school um, or maybe there's not people in your immediate circle that are talking about those issues or have a different perspective because they grew up in a different place or in a different way. So I think that's been something that's really positive. It's taught me a lot both about myself and the world. And somewhere I'd like to see social media to go is um, I'd love to see the industry and the creators that are creating amazing things get more respect um, from media outlets mm -hmm. from uh, you know networks I recently um, screened at a, a festival called buffer festival and it's a youtuber short film festival so you apply and you go and you show a video that you've created and I premiered my video naked which is a body positive video where I was standing there naked and was doing spoken word and something that I took out of that is there's so many amazing creatives. And sometimes when you hear the word YouTuber or influencer, you think about just the the stuff that you see portrayed in the media as being a really mm -hmm. negative thing, all the like bad stories. And there's so many people out here that are creating like really amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. And like you said, using um, our power as consumers to click on those videos and share them and like them and not just the really controversial viral clickbaity videos and yeah. um, also seeing um, other media industries see value in the people that are creating those. Right. Yeah. It's grassroots, right? Like yeah. it's, it's us, <clears throat> we the people um, creating the content that we want to see rather than allowing the um, the large media outlets to, to dictate yeah. uh, what we have to see. Definitely. <clears throat> I'm going to add, I wanted to end on a really, really happy note, uh, but mine <laughs> is not a happy note. <laughs> um, I would like social media to represent information uh, correctly. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love... We all laugh. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's a pipe dream, yeah. but we'll get there. Um, I would like to be able to go to Facebook uh, or whatever... And, and be able to see not just information from my own curated network, mm -hmm. but information that may contradict what I think in a respectful, well done way. Right. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get there, <laughs> uh, but 
that's what I that's what I dream. I feel like I'm a politician go. now. Yeah. This I is what I want. Or, or, or a philosopher. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, wow. I, I feel that, uh, uh, you know, because it's been a really interesting conversation because, uh, you know, I, I, I remember a time before social media. Um, but there are definitely, you know, generations coming up who will, who will never know a world without smartphones, without social mm-hmm. media. And, and I think that it is important for, for us as, as much as we can and, and in the little bits of areas of influence that we can to try and, and be a, a positive role model for social media usage and etiquette and in life too. Yeah. And I was I was a punk when I was in high school, like an actual punk. So I'm very very glad social media did not exist to record this stupid Mine, shit. Yeah. I would have just been like snaps from my D and D campaign. I would have like it would have been a yeah. harmless like roll uh, the D twenty hashtag D twenty. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, there is one happy thing that I am happy that social media is here. It's because uh, we had a chance to do this very interesting and informative. Uh, episode of Fear of Science. Now, uh, b- before we go, uh, let's check back in with our special guest. Uh, uh, again, if you can let our listeners know where they can find you on social and what, what project you are currently working on uh, that perhaps our guests can uh, be looking forward to from you in the future. Uh, so my handle on Instagram is at Jameson Eileen, which is J A M I E S O N E I L E E S. Beautiful. Just wanted to make. Thank you. I just wanted to make it as confusing as possible. And and that's you know I also have a Twitter with the same handle. My Twitter is sort of where I shout my what I think is funny. So I try and that's no one reads my Twitter. If you want to go to my Twitter, it's just me trying to be funny. But I mostly just talk to myself. My mom sometimes likes my tweets. Uh, and uh, I'm so I'm I'm primarily working on my hemp-based denim company. That's so if you want to follow uh, me a second time at anara.hemp, which is a n a r a dot a g m p. That is a uh, that is really what I'm working on right now, and it's to promote social awareness when it comes to uh, like sustainability in the fashion industry, but then also ethics. Like we're all sweatshop free. We talk about the people who make our clothes. Everyone's paid a fair wage. And then we're also doing things uh, above bar when it comes to sustainability and hoping to show that as a small startup, you can do things the right way. You don't have to make compromises. Like all of our packaging is biodegradable. Uh, Why can't the large brands do this? If we can work it into our margins, why can't a giant company do so to save our planet? That's that's what I'm. That's my biggest passion right now. So uh, you. you can either follow if you want to see pictures of my butt. Uh, you can follow <laughs> Jameson Eileen, and if you want to see pictures of my butt and jeans, <laughs> add Anara Hemp. <laughs> um, you can find me pretty much anywhere at Brianne Williamson. YouTube, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. All that good stuff, brianwilliamson.com for the main hub of all of that. I also have a podcast which is called I Can Explain Podcast, and we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask about LGBTQ plus topics. Ah, awesome. Um, so that's a newer venture that I've been on in the last uh, little while. And then um, I'm just kind of 
transitioning into using my platform to create a docu-series, which is, um, it's well, it's in the very early stages, but I'm going to be going to some of um, my YouTuber friends that are LGBTQ+, um, and the series, the working name right now is Gamus, and it's uh, about famous awesome. gay people and how do you separate the fact that you are gay um, and who you are and when does it cross over. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, so kind of behind the scenes, like, do you just plug your gayness because you're gay all the time and that's what works online? Or, like, when does it stop? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm Thank excited you. about that. <laughs> um, I also learned from your podcast um, about uh, fingernails. So that was oh, really interesting. there you go. <laughs> You'll have to listen to oh, it. Oh, I know what that's listen, about. Listen to all the episodes <laughs> in order to find the fingernail yeah. reference. They go yeah. very in detail about it. It's very fascinating as a straight man. <laughs> that's our hope, though, when we made the podcast. We're like, this isn't just for people that are LGBTQ+. It's literally for people that are just curious about different topics, and they maybe don't have someone in their life that they want to ask or don't feel comfortable asking that person. Yeah, it was fascinating. I had no okay. idea. <laughs> um, and then for us, uh, we are at Science Fears. That's S-C-I-E-F-E-A-R. <laughs> I spelled it right. There we go. Uh, I hope I start a new yeah. trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, as always, uh, we uh, are so very grateful to have all of you listening and and uh, uh, supporting all of our special guests for all of our episodes. Uh, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast uh, players. Uh, have a listen back to our our archives and see where we've been, and stay tuned for where we are going. Again, my name is at I am Daniel. Chai. And I am, oh God, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I am Jeff Porter. There we go. And thanks very much to Vancouver Public Library for being such great hosts. And to all of you for listening, we'll see you again soon. Yeah.